same time next week. Stay classy. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, pro-democracy lawmaker Juhoi Dick accuses the SAR and central governments of trying to interfere in every election. Donald Trump says his chief of staff, John Kelly, will leave his job at the end of the month. And around a thousand people have been arrested in France following a day of anti-government demonstrations by yellow vest protesters. Pro-democracy lawmaker Juhoi Dick has accused the SAR and central governments of trying to interfere in every election, including the low-level one he was hoping to join. Mr. Ju was barred from running in a village representative election in Yunlong. The returning officer said the legislator can't run because he implicitly supports Hong Kong independence as an option. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr. Chu said he was just hoping to reform the Heng Yi Kuk and help the village. He said he clearly told officials that he supports the basic law, but the government is not interested in genuine democracy. It has nothing to do with my village election platform and my proposed reform of the rural committees and the Heng Yi Kuk. At the surface of it, the returning officer did not accept my interpretation of what is meant to uphold this basic law. I declare so, and he just didn't believe it. But the core issue is that this government, under the control of the Chinese Communist Party, does not believe in its people. They want to do political screening before the voters choose. They want to know the result prior to the election. They intervene on every level, from the chief executive election to the village representative elections. The director of health, Constance Chan, says authorities didn't receive any reports on adverse reactions to flu vaccinations in the past week. Flu jabs in public hospitals and clinics were suspected last month after impurities were found in a batch in Taiwan. Since we set up the telephone hotline on 26th of November, we have received a total of around 120-plus phone calls. Most of the inquiries were related to uh, checking whether the person has received the affected batch or not, and inquiries related to uh, side effects of vaccination. Uh, there are non-serious incidents reported, and for the past few days, actually, we have received uh, only a few number of calls. So I think the situation has uh, resumed normal and we have not received any uh, adverse reports regarding vaccinations. President Trump says his chief of staff, John Kelly, will leave his post at the end of the month. He told reporters he'd decide on General Kelly's replacement within the next few days. The BBC's Dan Johnson is in Washington, D.C. The White House faces a fresh challenge in the new year when the Democrats take control of the House of Representatives. So a new approach is needed to get things done. The chief of staff is the person expected to impose discipline and tell the president things he might not want to hear. John Kelly has had some success in that, but his relationship with Donald Trump has been difficult. He had to deny reports that he'd privately called the president an idiot. President Trump said he appreciated General Kelly's service. The French government says a heavy police presence has curbed the escalation of violence during protests against the living costs by the Yellow Vest movement. Nearly a 1,000 people were arrested across France on Saturday, and more than 100 were injured in clashes with police. The BBC's Hugh Schofield is in Paris. 
The French government is relieved that its worst forebodings about yesterday's protests did not come to pass. There was certainly some violence in Paris, and the scars, smashed windows, burnt cars and looted shops are visible this morning. But it was not on the scale of the week before. The new tactics of the police, record numbers of officers deployed, moving quickly to occupy the ground and not hesitating to make arrests, paid off. It's a relief for President Macron, but not much more. He must know that the moment will be thrown away if he does not move in quickly now with ideas that go some way to satisfying the more moderate of the yellow vests. Beijing has called on Canada to immediately release a senior executive from the technology firm Huawei, warning that failure to do so would lead to grave consequences. Meng Wanzhou was arrested a week ago in Vancouver and faces extradition to the United States for allegedly breaking U.S. sanctions on Iran. The BBC's Celia Hatton reports. China's foreign ministry said it had summoned the Canadian ambassador to strongly protest the arrest of Meng Wanzhou. Ms. Meng was arrested one week ago in Vancouver. She now faces extradition to the United States on charges that she covered up Huawei's ties to a firm that tried to sell equipment to Iran in the face of U.S. sanctions. Le Yuchang, China's vice foreign minister, said in a statement that Canada's decision to carry out the arrest was extremely nasty and ignored the law. Huawei has consistently denied accusations that it is closely tied to China's security apparatus. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has warned rebel MPs from her governing Conservative Party that they risk losing power to the opposition Labour Party led by Jeremy Corbyn and remaining in the European Union if they fail to back her Brexit deal. The BBC's Ian Watson reports. Some ministers have been pushing Theresa May to postpone the vote on her Brexit deal to avoid apparently certain defeat. But the Prime Minister warned that the UK would truly be in uncharted waters if her deal is voted down. She also said Jeremy Corbyn would think nothing of trying to force an early election. But it's my understanding that Labour wouldn't table a confidence motion immediately if Mrs May loses the crucial vote. Russia's most famous human rights activist Lyudmila Alexeyeva has died. She was 91. In the mid-60s, she took part in protests against the imprisonment by the Soviet regime of two dissident authors. She also organized aid to families of political prisoners and helped put out the first illegal human rights publication in the USSR. Sport, football and at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea dealt Manchester City their first league defeat this season. Chelsea corner into the near post flick header across it's in it's 2-0 and it's David Luiz Manchester City are heading it seems for their first Premier League defeat of the season here at Stamford Bridge N'Golo Kante also scored giving Chelsea a 2-0 win as for Manchester City they're now one point behind Liverpool in second place in the standings and manager Pep Guardiola insists his team is not invisible Analysts said we are invincible, then we are perfect, and how good we are, and in February we are going to win the league. You said that, all of you, not any player said that, not the manager, not the club. So we won 100 points a season, it's because it was incredible what we have done, incredible. At Old Trafford, Jose Mourinho got the better of Claudio Ranieri as Manchester United posted their biggest league win this season, a 4-1 thrashing of bottom of the table Fulham. 
I think the first half was really good. Second half was not so good, but I think uh, it's uh, Ranieri's fault because he changed his team and he changed for much better. Also a little bit of fatigue, also crazy winds that happened only at half time and was blowing uh, against us. But um, obviously happy with the three points, with the result and uh, with the fantastic performance in the first half. Arsenal are fifth in the standings behind Chelsea on goal difference after they edged out Huddersfield at home. Lucas Torreira scored the only goal at Emirates Stadium with a sublime bicycle kick, making his manager Unai Emery a happy man. The most important today is to win, and I'm very happy with this result. In the 90 minutes, how we can control the match is very difficult today for uh, this opposition, and also because the one-to-one in all the pitch is not easy for us. Maybe if the first half is we scored one, one goal, is we can also control more the match. But I think uh, at the end, uh, this victory is very important. In next year's Women's World Cup in France, China will battle Germany, Spain and South Africa in the group stage, while 2015 runners-up Japan have been drawn in the same group as England and Scotland. The BBC's Sarah Mulkerens takes a look at the full draw. With less than six months to go, the 24 teams finally found out their fate. Defending champions USA will begin their campaign against Thailand and they will also face debutants Chile and their old rivals Sweden. Two-time winners Germany, they were drawn against China, Spain and newcomers South Africa. There was some local rivalry in Group D with England being in the same group as Scotland, Argentina and the 2011 winners Japan. European champions Netherlands, they will face Canada, Cameroon and New Zealand. Zealand, while many people's dark horses Australia, they will face Italy, Brazil and another newcomer Jamaica. But there's no doubt that all eyes will be on hosts France. They begin against South Korea but will also face Norway and Nigeria. Snooker Mark Allen will be trying to dethrone Ronnie O'Sullivan in the final of the UK Championship in York. Allen came from behind to defeat Stuart Bingham six frames to five in one of the semi-finals. The Rocket has a much easier time in the semis, beating Tom Ford 6-1. The UK Championship is the first leg of the Triple Crown. To end the news, our top stories once again. Pro-democracy lawmaker Jihoi Dick accuses the SAR and central governments of trying to interfere in every election. Donald Trump says his chief of staff, John Kelly, will leave his job at the end of the month and around a 1,000 people have been arrested in France following a day of anti-government demonstrations by Yellow Vest protesters. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.
Georgia. Move. 